On this week's Jeep Talk Show, it's official. Fiat Chrysler has been named top employer by Latina Style Magazine and the Jeep Wrangler production facility was recently disrupted by a small paint shop fire. Don't worry, no Jeeps were hurt. We hear from you guys in our voicemail segment. We read your latest reviews and there's YouTube love to spread around and some new reviews that make us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. We hear from the mind of Nikki G. We find out what you bought on Amazon.com. John gives us a tech tip for replacing the rear main seal on a 4-liter and we find out about some great off-road events coming up around the nation. All on the next... Deep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. First week in G. Well, it's official. FCA is uh, U.S. has been named a top employer by Latina Style Magazine, the most influential publication reaching the contemporary Hispanic woman. Latina Style Magazine has recognized FCA U.S. LLC as number nine on the magazine's annual list of the 50 best companies in the entire U.S. For Hispanic women to work. Editors evaluated more than 800 different corporations for the report, and for 12 years, FCA US, formerly Chrysler Group, has earned a top position on Latina Style 50 Report, which analyzes uh, company efforts for promoting diversity and career advancement opportunities for Hispanic women. Obviously, this is not anything new to FCA uh, because they've been, uh, well, at least 12 times on this list since 1987. So, good news and kudos. Heading over to Chrysler Jeep Dodge. Hey, a Jeep Wrangler production disrupted by a small paint shop fire here recently. It all started when Jib Bob said he could produce a bigger blue flame from behind his tidy whities than old Farty Fred was known to do. Now, one thing led to another, and all th- wouldn't you know it, the fire department shows up. Now, in all seriousness, it wasn't a projected gastrointestinal flammability contest gone awry that caused the shutdown. No, a small fire in the paint shop at Chrysler to, uh, at Fiat Chrysler's Toledo, Ohio assembly complex disrupted production of the Jeep Wrangler on Tuesday. Nobody was injured, and the paint shop was evacuated temporarily to allow firefighters to extinguish the blaze. The barbecue-sized fire began about 4.30 p.m. in a drying oven and just kept reigniting because of the combustible materials in the area. That, and there was just one guy who just kept throwing buckets of paint thinner on it by mistake. <laughs> now, fire officials said the Toledo blade uh, that two firefighters were injured. One was treated at the scene, and another was transported to a nearby hospital for treatment. The fire was extinguished by that evening. However, the company didn't provide an estimate as to how much production was actually lost. Hey, big thanks to all of you guys who help help out each and every week by continuing to submit stories to This Week in Jeep. If you've got something that you think we should be reporting on or you have a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. So it's really a blue flame, huh, Josh? Because I I haven't been to those overnight wheeling trips, so I'm sure oh, the, I'm sure oh the guys get uh, get going. Well, you know what what happens around the campfire doesn't ever stay around the campfire. <laughs> never stays. It it dissipates like uh, methane gas. I understand. <laughs> well, I, I hope that doesn't increase the prices of uh, any of the uh, painted vehicles that uh, Jeep sells. So anyway, we'll uh, hear more about that. I'm sure in uh, future. Uh, uh, news tips and don't forget about that uh, news tips thing we really appreciate all the the news tips we've been receiving and uh, we're getting uh, emails every week at news tips at jeeptalkshow.com love those information 
that you're sending us. And I'll just mention here at the beginning, if you if you have some wheeling where stuff you'd like for us to report on at the end of the show, get it here about two or three weeks prior to the event. It's just because the way the show is is received. Uh, we uh, put it out on Monday. We record on Thursday. Put it out on the following Monday. And uh, if you wait too long, it's not. It takes like a, a full week for people, a lot of people, to listen to the show. So yeah. you need to get it here about two or three weeks ahead of time, and just use that same news tips at JeepTalkShow.com. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off road, and now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap a Talk app, then search for XJ Talk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house xjtalk.com it's where you go when you're not off-road um tony and josh coming up on wrangler talk you know old man winter is just around the corner for some of us anyway and this year's farmer's (laughs) almanac says we are in for colder temperatures and more snow than we had last year so it's time to start winterizing those jeeps and i share some of jeep mama's jeep tips Oh no! Snow, a lot more snow this winter. Al Gore okay. raises his Vaseline-covered right hand and shakes the next it one, as one an of you two are going to pipe up with how many shopping days are left until Christmas. hundred, I, I swear. <laughs> there's, there's a hundred. Snow talk already. There's a hundred. No, I'm not ready. It may be ninety-nine I know, days. I. It was like eighty degrees here, though. But <laughs> you can never be too ready. Yeah, she's she she likes to have the top of the Jeep off, and she's thinking uh, negative. Like I don't have much longer that I I can actually drive around. Well, actually, I, I remember uh, uh, pictures last year of her driving around with a coat on and the heater blasting with the yeah, top that off. Was- was like like wind chill below zero and i'm like well i can drive in my jeep i can do it down. i've got a heater now i want to see jeep hair you know where Gloves. the jeep hair don't care picture whenever it's, yeah, it's frozen zero. straight out <laughs> where it's zero degrees out you'll uh you'll be all hoarse hey uh here's the the, the time that we introduce ourselves for the uh, the folks that may be new to the show my name's tony and uh you may know, know me as motoroy on xjtalk.com wranglertalk.com uh, I'm uh, on the uh, the internet uh, with uh, the social media where that you kids like to hang out on the Twitter, the Facebook, uh, even the Google Plus, and uh, you can uh, uh, go over there to uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, and uh, you know listen, uh, join in, uh, crack wise, and uh, just uh, enjoy the general things during the day when you should be working, or maybe when you take your smartphone to the bathroom and check up on things. So uh, here's my uh, longtime co-host, Josh, and he's going to tell you a few things about him, himself, his self. I have a self, and it uh, resides here in the Pacific Northwest. It's where I hail from, uh, a.k.a. my uh, my username, NW99XJ, or Northwest99XJ. You can find me all over the web under that uh, nomaker. I think that's how you say that. Uh, and, and Guys, uh, I just love it out here in Oregon. Uh, great place to visit, great place to live, and even better place to wheel. Uh, if you ever get a chance to come out here, I highly recommend it. And hey, guys, um, I am very active in my Jeep community out here. I, uh, I host shows. I DJ shows. 
Um, I am a MC uh, for uh, various off-road and car shows and stuff like that. And I even do some freelance voiceover work. If you'd like to check out some of my work, uh, please head over to thevoiceofjosh.com. He, he was even uh, president, uh, chapter president of uh, Naxja until that um, event happened where, you know, then he had to mm. leave in disgrace. Mm. <laughs> so here's uh, Tammy. She's going to do a little intro for her and tell you about her website. Yeah, and you know me as Jeep Mama, double M-A-M-O-M-M-A. I have my own blog um, at www.jeepmama.com, and I began blogging about two years ago when I bought my first Jeep, and I love to blog. I love to write about my Jeep. I love to write about my adventures, and I love the interaction with other Jeepers, so it's been really fun. Well, and that's certainly why we are here and certainly what we do here is we interact with you guys, our listeners, all about Jeep stuff and not only in our own Jeep world, but uh, in, the, in the world around and, of course, sharing with you guys our collective years and years and years of Jeep knowledge and expertise. Well, mine's days and days, so. Yeah, yeah, but two Jeeps, <laughs> two, two new Jeeps in, in two years, though. Come on. Yeah. Hey, that's, yeah, yeah, that's something to say. <laughs> if nothing well, hey, else, something else that we got out that we're really, really proud about, other than our Jeeps, <clears throat> is the fact that we are just six episodes away until our big 200th episode. Now, in the podcasting world, guys, 200 episodes is a pretty big deal, and we're going to make a big deal about that for sure. Now, when the 200th episode rolls around, and... We don't have an exact date for that yet, but it's very, very soon. There's going to be all sorts of stuff happening. Now, not only are we going to be giving you a show unlike one that we have done in a very long time, but we're also going to be giving some stuff away. And one of the things we're adding to that giveaway list is a brand spanking new remote start system. I'm holding this one up right now for the uh, viewers in our live audience. This is brand spanking new in the box remote start system with everything you need to add remote start feature to your vehicle. We have some other items that we're going to be giving away, too. One of Such them as. is a set of grab handles from J JK Sports, right? So you need your props no, with you. I know. I need to go get it. <laughs> I forgot my prop. It's just right over there. And they're anyway, purple. They're purple. They? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and also, we have two brand new selfie sticks so you Woo! guys can be just like me and take lots of selfies of yourself post them up with yourself of your jeep and we'll put them on the the um, facebook page on the twitter um, <laughs> so call in and congratulate us yep yep so we, we want to hear from you guys and all you have to do is call us uh, you can either go to our uh, jeeptalkshow.com website and use the speak pipe that you see there on the right-hand side of the screen, or uh, you can uh, call our uh, standard voicemail number. Josh, what's that number? 530-675-4102. Once again, 530-675-4102. It's only been about four years, and I still don't know the number. I always have to go to Josh. I don't put it on my, my monitor here or anything. I'm just hoping Josh knows and doesn't fumble around. He never does. He always knows it. It's great. Josh knows all. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you want to get in the running to get some of this free stuff we're going to be giving away, well, you have to leave us a voicemail. Just make sure you tell us who you are, where you're from, and of course, wish us a happy 200th, and we'll take care of the rest. So, uh, you know, you guys may be uh, wondering, what is that announcement thing about the uh, the 4x4 radio network that you hear at the, the beginning of the show? What is that announcement <laughs> all about? What is that? Um, I don't know. I'm asking you guys. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who put that in here? <laughs> 
<laughs> they told me to press the button. I do. So the 4x4 Radio Network is a, uh, a loose co- collection of off-road podcasts. We've got uh, the Jeep Talk Show, of course, the 4x4 podcast, uh, Center Steer, and the Muddy Microphone podcast. And we've all joined forces to create this network. Uh, we'll be adding more shows to the lineup soon. And you can visit 4x4radionetwork.com and listen to all these great pro- uh, podcasts simply by pressing a play button. Yep, yep. You just go there with your PC, your uh, your tablet, or whatever. There's a big-ass play button. You press it, and it's going to feed through all those different shows, much like you would expect from a network <laughs> where you have multiple shows that you can listen to. And this, and this is a radio network instead of a, a, a visual network. So, uh, But there's stuff to look at on the page. Anyway, there's no better place to get all your 4x4 radio information. That's 4x4 Radio Network, which is www.4x4radionetwork.com. So let's get to some voicemails. We always love voicemails because we get to hear uh, from you guys. And, you know, uh, it, it dawned on me the other day after the show that we haven't been reaching out to our audience. I mean, we tell them to call in the voicemails, but uh, as we have done so many times in the past before uh, we became so many people uh, uh, contributing to the show and, and being on the show, there's always another seat open. If you'd like to be a part of this show where you have a segment that you'd like to do, uh, even if it's not a regular segment, that's fine. No, you don't have to do it every week or every two weeks like uh, uh, Antone and uh, uh, Cody have been, have been doing for us. But, you know, this is the Jeep Talk Show, and really we're just covering Wranglers, Cherokees, CJs and Grand Cherokees. There's other Wranglers out there. Maybe maybe you have a Liberty. Maybe you maybe you know a lot about a Liberty, or maybe you just got a Liberty and you're learning and you'd like to share that information with everybody. We'd like to have you on the show. We'd like for you to fill that extra seat and whatever time that you have available to do it, we're happy to uh, put the the segment on. And if you got something to plug, we can do that too. So um, we would love to hear from you and uh, have you join that uh, that open seat. And there's always a place for you. So let's get to our voicemails. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. Hey, guys. XJJ calling. I just had one heck of a week, and I had to call and just complain to somebody about it. (laughs) You know, we went and got new cell phones, and I keep thinking with all of this technology that we have now in phones and cars and you know, we have our computers and all that stuff at home. You know, I'm 34 years old. I'm a grown-ass man, and I still can't figure out Saran Wrap. <laughs> For the life of me, every time I pull it out, wow. it just pisses me off to no end. Same here. But I guess it is what it is. I just use Better than having to fashion a new tinfoil hat every week like Nikki G. <laughs> anyway, have a good week, guys. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. It never tears straight across. Oh. No, ne- ever. and it never sticks. Oh, ever. really? Uh, I was I never asking. Can get it to stick? And, and unless you you really have both hands on either side of the sheet as you're holding it over somebody's face, uh, then <laughs> yeah. it really sticks pretty good. But you gotta you gotta have even pressure. And and if they stick their tongue out, you gotta start all over. <laughs> yeah, because <no. laughs> it won't seal. You know, uh, I'll just I'll just say this uh, ahead of time. It's a Jeep podcast, fellas. I was uh, pulling some, uh, I thought it was saran wrap off of something my wife had in the re- refrigerator. And that stuff was was uh, hard. The It wasn't like regular saran wrap. It was hard and it was very sticky. And it was almost like wax paper with glue. 
Yeah. That's the film that 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 appears on the top of the gravy, Tony. It's the, <laughs> yeah, you can make little. To, you're supposed to stir that in. Make little gravy popsicles with that. No, this is. I don't know where she finds this stuff. I don't know how you women do it, but it it was really neat. It was it it it, it just it's a, a lot more uh, substantive than uh, I know. There's 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 the saran wrap out there right now that are just screaming to their car stereos. <laughs> like, this it's is not a Preston food Steel. talk show. Is that it, Preston Seal? You know. You know what we could do with the um, the saran wrap? We could put it on the. You guys can't, but I could. I could use it for when it's raining on the top of my Jeep when the top's down, and I could still have the skylight, and I won't get wet. You know, somebody actually Let made. Let us know how that works out for yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need video of that. Somebody yeah, actually, right. somebody actually was making a clear top for uh, for Jeep TJs that uh, I haven't seen anything of. We talked about that on a show, uh, a couple of shows, probably uh, a good, probably a year ago. Uh, that basically was like that, where you you could still see up, and it was like aircraft grade uh, plastic, like the stuff they use in uh, fighter jets, but. Uh, Anyway, hadn't seen anything more of that, but it, it, the saran wrap uh, idea kind of reminded me of that. Let's get to our final yep. uh, voicemail, uh, also from Jake, XJ Jake. Hey, guys, it's XJ Jake again. I'm going to add to my crappy week. <laughs> Got home from work the other day and walked by the refrigerator, and I see this nice award on the fridge that my 10-year-old brought home from school. It's the Presidential Physical Fitness Award. Signed by our president. And Ronald Reagan? I looked at it. I kind of cocked my head to the right. And she came running up to me and said, Jake, look what I got at school today. And I actually made her take it down off the refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. I want that guy's signature on my refrigerator. Oh, no. My wife looks at me and goes, What was that all about? And I said, Yep, you're right. Let her hang it back up. <laughs> it's just been one of those weeks, days. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I'll let you guys do it. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Uh, nice applaud there, Jake. Nice applaud. And a good recovery. I mean, you, I think you're insane to make her take it down, but man. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of that story on the Tony and Josh show we were talking about where the uh, football player, uh, his kids uh, got a uh, uh, participation trophy, and he made them give them back because participation isn't trying very hard. That's like showing up and breathing having a heartbeat and uh i forget who that player was now but nfl player so you know yeah i remember that hats off and by the way if you guys uh I, somebody took me to task uh that they didn't have any idea about the tony and josh show and it's it's a completely non-jeep uh podcast that uh, josh and i do and if you like off the wall humor some stuff that uh how does it go josh that will uh uh take you over your moral boundaries uh we we certainly have those uh <laughs> those stories on there. Josh always uh, either has a, a penis, a poop, or something about having to do with lady parts as the, the last story of the show. I so. will assault your moral boundaries and question, <laughs> make you question your faith in humanity. Let's just put it that way. So that's uh, that's TonyandJosh.com. Check it out. Uh, we've got work coming up on our hundredth episode of the Tony and Josh Show uh, in the next yeah. uh, twenty well, less than twenty weeks. So anyway, let's get over to our uh, <laughs> our. Uh, uh, YouTube subscribers, we growing by leaps and bounds. I think we're up to 112 now. How dare you? 
how dare all of you guys. We need more subscriptions than that. We're going to ask you guys to, uh, to go ahead and shout out to your, all of your neighbors and, of course, everybody on your Facebook page that you listen to the Jeep Talk Show and get them to do the same thing. If they subscribe, if you subscribe, you're going to get your name on the list and we're going to read it out loud like we're going to do right now with these four names. Tony, who's first? Well, I'm thinking this is uh, the 4x4 pa- podcast guy, Dan Cole. The one and only. We've also got Curious Orange. Oh. And David Corona. <laughs> Die to End wraps up our list for this week, guys. You want to end up on this list? Very easy to do. Just head over to youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Hit that subscribe button and your name's going to end up on the list. And who knows? Your next week, you might just end up hearing it on the air. Thank you for uh, taking the time to subscribe to our little channel. And you can see all these little videos that we do here on that channel. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. And now coming up, something I look forward to each and every week, hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Brace yourself. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, you guys talking about rollovers and uh, things that can fly through the cabin in a collision. And I had a little story. Back in my youth, I had a good friend of mine had a Ford Econoline van. And uh, somebody in the neighborhood was throwing out some nice ranch furniture. <laughs> I know. Who can believe that? Ranch furniture. It never goes out of style. And so we threw the couch in the back of the van and drove around with it for a couple of weeks. And then um, friend Jim was driving. I was sitting in the passenger seat. And our friend Eddie was uh, laying on the couch in the back. And, of course, no one's wearing seatbelts because we were young. We didn't didn't know any better. Or we just didn't care. And uh, the van broke loose in the gravel and hit the deep ditch. That's famous in uh, Ohio, and it rolled, and I got beat up pretty bad when uh, Jim, the driver, fell on me, (laughs) but uh, poor Ed in the back got beat to a pulp by that couch. He ended up getting a broken arm and a broken collarbone, and uh, and he just hasn't been right in the head since. All right, gentlemen, I will uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Nikki G's way too modest to mention this, but them hauling that couch in and then having the rollover wreck, it it actually brought that information to the the front of the news and the whole uh, custom uh, vans of the 70s was born because everybody liked the idea of a bed or a couch in the back of the van. So Ah. little little, uh, information there that, uh, you know, (laughs) your moment in history from Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, I just got to say, Tammy, don't worry about your Jeep putting on a few pounds. It's it's only natural <laughs> as a vehicle gets older that it gains a little bit of weight. Yeah, I hear uh, you. We love it just the way it is. It's like us guys, uh, when we get older, we tend to get a bigger spare tire and lose a little tread. It's nothing to worry about. It's life. And uh, 
Josh, oh my God, you've got to be about the most unluckiest guy in the world. Between you your uh, Honda constantly <laughs> yeah. getting stolen and getting eaten by bugs, remind me not to stand next to you in an electrical storm. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> and uh, well, was nobody around with a shoe to help you smash the thing? <laughs> and uh, Tony, thank Uh-oh. you for coming out of 1956 and turning your white walls inside. Uh, it'll look better, and your tires will look cleaner because the white won't get scuffed as much. But you already know that. All right, gentlemen, I will uh, chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. Raised white letters are cool. Everybody likes raised white letters. I ran raised white letters on my Duratrax when I had my 31-1050s, and I loved that look. It does. Just, it just real. I mean, white walls, no. Raised black white letters. Jeep, black tires, white letters. Uh, yeah, that, they, that would really pop, wouldn't it? That, that would really stand out that way. Well, we've got a uh, third and final Nikki G. Nope, don't panic. It's only the final for tonight, not forever. This isn't a series finale. It's just a season finale. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, just keep thinking about my last voicemail and uh, how it <laughs> might have sounded pretty harsh to Josh. And I uh, want to apologize. I know you live up in the Pacific Northwest where all the hippies live. And I just want to say that I don't advocate the smashing of bugs for no apparent reason. Uh-huh. I recognize their their right to coexist. And Josh, how dare you put your neck in the path of a bug? <laughs> you should know better. All right, guys, I'll uh, chat at you later, and you have a good one. Bye. You know, I'm sure that uh, Josh's uh, significant other uh, will be using the excuse of taking a shoe and hitting him on the neck at various times and claiming <laughs> it was a spider. There was a spider. spider. I think it was a I spider. Swear. Well, I don't see it now, so don't look for it. Oh, but I got it then. Yeah. <laughs> Scared it away or something. This has been from the mind of Nikki G. Oh, just too much fun. Too much fun. You're listening to a four by four by four radio network podcast. Yeah, I know we ask you guys each and every week to do a lot of stuff for us, from calling in to uh, writing in <laughs> do it to now, submitting it. stuff. Yeah, just do what you're told, damn it. <laughs> no, and, uh, and we ask you guys each and every week to leave us a review, a five-star rating over on iTunes, and to give us some feedback, leave those comments, and, and you guys do. You guys come through for us, not as often as we'd like, but nonetheless, we have a great one for you. we got a couple great ones for you this week. Uh, this one's from iTunes, I believe. Got a five-star rating from D.L. Dunn. And he says, heck of a good show that just keeps on growing. Teamed with the rest of the 4x4 crew, I'm wondering when y'all are going to be a morning show. You know what? <laughs> I'm wondering the same thing, too. Would you get, they, up, would you get up there early, Josh, for, for you know a paid gig? Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I get up pretty dang early for a paid gig now, so yeah, I probably would. Can you be on at that time of morning? I mean, you know, up and you know, it's just one of those things. It would be, it would probably be a, a couple weeks of adjustment, and then I'd get into the rhythm <laughs> yeah. of things. Uh, it just, you know, I'd be, I'd be chugging a rock star at two thirty in the morning when I wake up to do the show, and uh, we don't want to hear about that. Or is that like a drink? I guess that's that's, that's a like a that's Red a Bull drink. or something. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. What about you, Tammy? You think you could handle a, a morning shift? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. What's the, what's the deal? I'm a night person, man. I'm like I like staying up till three o'clock in the morning and then getting up around eleven and then going to lunch. It, that's Oof. that's the life. <laughs> well, hey, we got another review here. This one's from the chat room. Tammy, could you check just uh, who's this one from? 
Um, FJ Rick, he joined us tonight in the chat room and he said, hello, Josh, Tammy and Josh. But um, I think he meant I love Tony. this guy. Yes. Anyway, I just started listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago. I find them fun, funny and informative, too. Thanks. I like that it's informative as last because I, I like funny better than informative personally. <laughs> uh, who doesn't like a little bit of funny? And who doesn't like a great compliment like that? Yeah, thank you is. very much, FJ yes, Rick. We appreciate you. you listening and appreciate you taking the time to uh, type out a few fine, good words for us. And if you don't know what we mean by chat room review, well, you're not watching us live because every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central Time, you can go to jeeptalkshow.com. Not only can you catch up on all the past podcasts that we've Ooh. done, and whether it be listening to them or watching them uh, right there on the site, uh, on Thursday night, 10 p.m. Central, did I mention that? You can watch us live on on our website and there's a little chat room there right below the video so that you can crack wise and perhaps get your uh little something in the show like uh fj rick did tonight well something else that somebody has gotten into the show by just being a listener and uh well taking advantage of that fourth seat being open mm -hmm. he answered our call for submitting some cj tech and we have anton aka super croc with CJ Talk. CJ Talk, and he's going to do a little shop talk tonight. Take it away, Anton. Greetings, Jeep Talk. This is the Super Croc coming to you with CJ Talk. Today I'm going to call an audible and debut a new CJ Talk segment. So sit down, buckle up, and hang on. So today, what we're going to be talking about is what I will call shop talk. Now what Shop Talk will be about is techniques and tools that I have learned about with my CJ or XJ or other car builds that help me greatly and that will hopefully help you in the long run. It probably won't be a regular segment, but depending on what I find out, it might be more often than not until I run out of things, obviously. But today we are going to be talking about electrolytic rust removal, aka magic and one of the most awesomest, yes, awesomest is now a word, rust removal techniques that I have found. So you may be wondering, the super croc, what do you need for electrolytic rust removal? Well, actually the list of stuff that you need is not very big. So you need some sort of container. You need some wire, you need a battery charger, preferably a older one that is, like I've got a 6, 12, 6 amp, 12 volt, and 6 volt battery charger that's probably 10, 15 years old that works great. The newer ones have electric controls and they will detect a short because that's kind of what we're doing with this and won't work. You'll need some sacrificial anodes. For me what I have is pieces of quarter inch rebar all wired together. And you need washing soda and dihydrogen monoxide. Now dihydrogen monoxide is a very deadly and dangerous chemical if used wrong, but it is uh, crucial for this. Also you'll need washing soda 
and you can get that for super cheap at your local Walmart or big box store or wherever. So what what do you do to get it ready? So you fill your tub with dihydrogen monoxide and you put a solution of the washing soda in and I found um, about it's about one teaspoon of washing soda to a gallon of dihydrogen monoxide but that kind of depends and I've seen other places where it's more some less so there's not really a hard set rule uh, basically until your set water is saturated or your dihydrogen monoxide is saturated now for your cathode your negative it will be your part that you're de-rusting you can do multiple parts or just one part depending on the size and shape of your container mine I just have a tub from Walmart and a battery charger which I will get pictures of for you now what you'll do is for all of your anodes you'll wire uh, positive you wire them together so they're all one unit and that will be your positive now like you said your cathode is your negative and that will be your rusting part that you want to de-rustify <laughs> and then you submerge the part making sure it's submerged as much as possible to where you want to de-rustify and your water line or your dihydrogen monoxide line will be where your uh, part is de-rustified too. So anything submerged will be de-rustified. Anything above it will not be. Um, this especially works well with moving parts, like adjustable wrenches or stuff like that, or things that would be hard to sandblast or sand or have a fair amount of rust on them. Now I've used mine a few times, so there is, you'll see a layer of, of iron oxide in the bottom that has came from the different metals and parts that I've used in it. And I'll kind of show a before and after picture of, or one part that is still rusty, the other one that has been uh, de-rustified, and the other one that, and then a wrench that I went through it. And so what you'll do is you'll submerge it, you'll you'll plug everything together and then turn the thing on and plug it in. I re recommend not touching it until it's done. Now how long does it take? It depends on the amperage that you're running at, the voltage you're running at, the size of the part, and the size of your container. The smaller part, the higher the amperage, the less it will take. The lower the amperage, the, the larger the part, the longer it will take. And this can be scaled up dang near infinite. You could fill your, your pool and then put all this washing soda in using a um, welder for the current. And you could de-rustify a whole frame, which some people have done. It's pretty cool. But I'm keeping it fairly small right now. Um, and then the nice thing is, is when all the iron oxide is off your part, it won't take any more off of it. So it's a pretty neat um, thing. 
so there's a there's a couple caveats. This will only work with ferrous metals, your most of your steels, your iron, some stainless steel it will work with, but it will have toxic byproducts on it. And then aluminum and copper, it will just dissolve them. So I hope this has helped in a little bit. Um, I'll get pictures of the process up for you. And stay safe and stay jeeping. So uh, Anton uh, Supercroc was actually asking me in the chat room about uh, did I get the pictures. And I did get the pictures, but I forgot to load them up. So unfortunately, we didn't have that for the live video. But we'll, uh, we'll get those up in the show notes so that you can look at those pictures uh, as you're listening to the show on jeeptalkshow.com. Very good. Great information. And I couldn't help but think that if uh, uh, Super Croc wasn't on a government watch list before, uh, he is now. (laughs) (laughs) He was saying those chemicals too too clearly. Yeah, right. No, exactly. No, great, really great tech. And and uh, boy, man, I, I would have liked to have seen those those pictures. Uh, seeing a you know whole frame electrolytically derustified, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and not to mention, uh, uh, mom would be really happy about all that crap in the bathtub. Yeah, that, that's right. a hell of a bathtub, by the way. You know, to put a whole frame in. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Got to do yeah, a lot of rotating bathroom door. <laughs> Well, hey, speaking of really cool tech talk and stuff like that, Tony, what's happening on XJTalk.com? Well, Josh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we have a, a very old post, but, you know, that's good because that means we've been around for a long time. And uh, these folks uh, have resurrected it and have asked questions based on this post that uh, Steve 4.3 LXJ made way back in uh, November of 2010. He named the post Electrical Gremlins, and uh, his first post was, for the last couple of weeks, my XJ has been parked because I couldn't get it to start reliably. Uh, I was doing all sorts, it was doing all sorts of weird stuff. Sometimes the starter would go, uh, it would quit, it was dead while cranking. <laughs> it was just so frustrating. Brand new high torque starter, starter too. Sometimes it would just tr- crank and never start. Sometimes it would fire a couple of times and quit and sometimes it would never start well steve finally decided to take all that crap wiring out of there and put in some uh um (laughs) the circuit breakers do away with the fuse panel and uh cleaned everything up removed about uh, uh 20 pounds of wiring and now his jeep for the last five years has been running reliably it was uh it's kind of funny xj for a life posted he says uh, nice. So can I be next? Uh, X, yeah. XJ for life lives up there close to Steve. So I'm sure he was looking for uh, a good way to get all that uh, nasty wiring ripped out of his XJ and replaced with circuit breakers. And, you know, circuit breakers is like what you have at your house, uh, except for automotive. That's right. You can just reset them. So you don't have to uh, do anything except press the little button, uh, t- uh, toggle a little tab and uh, you're back in business. Of course they do go bad after a while, but, uh, uh, that was certainly Steve's solution. So you need to go over there. We'll have the uh, link to the uh, post in our show notes. Uh, but you can just do go do a search uh, on xjtalk.com for electrical gl- gremlins and uh, look for Steve 4.3 LXJ and read all about it. A couple of pages of posts there that you find, will find interesting and useful for your XJ. Well, Tony, I think it's time you shut up. <laughs> I don't talk that much anymore, Josh. I used to talk <laughs> all the time. <laughs> so, yep, we need to get over to uh, Tammy and her Wrangler Talk segment, and we all need to shut up and listen. 
Shut up and listen. Shut up. And so shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G Mama. Hey, Tony and Josh, I know nobody wants to hear this, but old man winter is just around the corner for some of us. Tony, maybe not you, but, you know, wintertime can be really hard on your vehicle. The cold temperatures, the salt on the streets damaging the undercarriage of your Jeep, and the snow and ice. Well, okay, maybe that part's not so bad for some of us Jeep Wrangler owners or, you know, Jeep Cherokee owners or any 4x4 owner. But anyway, it's important to take some extra care during of your Jeep during these winter months so you can continue using your Jeep year after year after year. And so the past two years, I've gathered some tips from fellow Jeepers and from my own experience, um, some Jeep winterizing tips. First, I'd like to mention that this is like a little myth buster I want to start with. For years, people have thought you need to spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes starting your car, warming it up before you could drive it in the winter. Well, with the newer model cars, you don't need to do that anymore. Auto experts say today you should only warm your car up, your vehicle up for no more than 30 seconds before you start driving in the winter. It doesn't do your vehicle any good to start it, you know, for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or even three, just 30 seconds and you can go off driving. Now, for the Jeep Wrangler owners, it's time to start thinking about getting that hard top put back on and maybe put your doors back on. And if you're like me and you don't have a hard top, it's time to clean that soft top to get it ready for the winter, get all the dirt off. And you should really use some special cleaner and protectant. Now, if you go to my blog at www.jeepmama.com, today's post has a link to some special soft top cleaning tips. If you um, need the special cleaner, it's all on there. Now, if you're down in the deep south or the southwest, it's time to get the hard top off your Jeep because those folks now are going to have cooler temperatures. It's going to be a lot nicer for them to drive. So they're kind of excited for winter to come. Um, Another thing you should think about is keeping your gas tank full because this helps prevent condensation from forming on the walls of the tank and dripping down into your gas And um, I remember when I was younger, my dad, actually, we were driving on fumes and we actually ended up stalling out on the side of a road and a trucker ended up coming and helping us. But anyway, it's really important to keep that gas tank full. You should also carry an emergency kit, everything from a shovel, ice scraper, blankets, jumper cables, flashlights, extra clothes, your recovery gear, and some food and water. And some people like carrying kitty litter for when you get stuck. You just put the kitty litter down and it helps give you a little traction. Um, You should also think about the extra preventative care and maintenance by checking your brakes. Older model vehicles, should you should flush the coolant. And don't forget about those wiper blades. You never know when you're going to come upon a sleet or an ice storm. And did you know that they have special winter wiper blades? I just found that out today. And if you just go to Amazon.com, make sure you go through the link on the Jeep Talk Show site. And there are tons of different brands. I haven't tried any out, so I don't know which ones will work. And make sure you do not use your ice scraper on your mirrors because that could scratch the mirrors. Add de-icer to your windshield washer fluid. Check your heat and defrosters to make sure they're operating properly before the cold season starts. And for Wrangler owners, make sure you use lubricant on those door hinges and put the Torx bolt back on. Um, 
when you put those doors back on. And also something that I'm going to do pretty soon here is I'm going to wash and wax my Jeep to keep it protected from the salty roads. And I'm going to check the undercarriage again and make sure all those scratches are um, sanded out and put some rust spray on them and some paint to prevent the rust from forming because that salt really eats away at the undercarriage. And also on my blog, there is some links to undercarriage rust prevention and like I said, the soft top cleaning. And if I'm missing any other great advice, I would love for you guys to share it with me on my blog. On the right-hand side of the page, there's a little contact form. Send me your tip and I'll share it with all the other Jeepers out there. Tony and Josh? So Tammy, I may have asked this before. Do you have a power washer? Yes. Do you ever use that on the undercarriage of, uh, of your Jeep and your kids when they get really dirty? Yeah, my kids, yes. The Jeep, no, no. Um, I haven't pulled it out for the Jeep yet because actually my husband has it up in the, I don't know why he has it up in the attic, but I usually go to the local. He doesn't want you touching it, that's why. I know, exactly. He's hiding it from me. Um, I usually go to one of those local car washes where you can do it yourself because I I feel like that one's more powerful than the one we have at home. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, typically, I mean, a, a good gas-powered one at home will run you, you know, 2,500 PSI, something like that. Like the ones from Harbor Freight, 1,200 to 1,600 if you're lucky. You know, your typical, uh, you know, Craftsman, uh, you know, one you might get from Home Depot for, you know, a couple few hundred bucks. Eh, you're going to see about eighteen to 2,000 PSI out of those. Still plenty enough to wash the, most of the Jeep, uh, most of the dirt off your Jeep and stuff like that, but... Yeah, Tammy's right. You know, to get really get the good stuff uh, and not use all of your own water, uh, head down to the car wash, but it's going to cost you some quarters. Yeah, it really is. It's very expensive and I think a little less convenient. Um, but uh, when I was younger and driving around all the time, it was uh, it was simple. Of course, for a dollar, you could sit there for, you know, uh, three hours and, uh, right. <laughs> and soap and wash. And it never did come out right, though. I always needed another uh, 15 seconds to finish up, which really bites. They do that on purpose, I think. Mm-hmm. Great information, and you know, uh, it just makes me feel bad about me because uh, I don't really do nothing except sit here and talk and crack wise, and you guys do all these wonderful stories. Uh, Anton had a great uh, segment tonight. Tammy, great information. Just uh, kudos to both of you guys. Doing really good. Josh, you're doing the same as you always do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get over to our Amazon You Bought What. It's always fun. You never know what you're going to hear on Amazon You Bought What, and well, I guess that's kind of the fun of it, isn't it? Amazon.com and the Jeep Talk Show present You Bought what? what? Oh my goodness. This is this is something new to me, Josh. What is this all about? Yeah, this is all <laughs> about a great little relationship we have set up with Amazon.com. If you guys want a great way to support the Jeep Talk Show, all you have to do is head over to JeepTalkShow.com or XJTalk.com. You guys can just uh, use our link, Amazon.com slash JeepTalkShow. And what that's going to do is take you straight over to Amazon.com where you can continue to do all of your online shopping as you normally would, but we're going to get a small piece of the pie. Now, you're not going to get charged anything extra. Amazon just has agreed to give us a small little kickback off of all your guys' purchases. On top of that, we get a list of what you guys are buying, but here's the fun part. We don't get to see who is buying what. And so that's when some of the curveballs come into play, and those get really fun. Now, we don't have any of those tonight for you, but we do have a lot of other great stuff that you guys have bought off of Amazon using our link, 
at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, this is a great one. I mean, my gosh, somebody spent a bunch of money and uh, remembered us in the process, which you can remember us too. You simply can just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. It'll take you straight over to Amazon and then anything you purchase, we'll get a little something, something. And like Josh says, it doesn't cost you anything different than what you were going to pay before. So this is an Everlast 200 amp MIG stick inverted welder. I guess inverted is okay. You just have to look at it upside down. Uh, it uh, will run 220 volts, 110 volts, uh, 200 amps. It's $699. If you are a Prime member, it is free shipping. I mean, you probably get a hernia picking this thing up, but you can get it free shipping. I hope they don't tell UPS whenever it's free shipping. Oh, boy. You know, could you imagine being the guy having to lug that welder out of the back of his UPS vehicle? And I'm doing this for free, damn it. Ugh. No, obviously they're being paid. So this is a uh, smooth arc for excellent penetration with adjustable arc force control capable of SMAW uh, stick welding repairs, for instances where MIG is not ideal. Good duty cycle for extended welding, higher than most competitors' ratings. High-quality bezel gun designed with ergonomics in mind. Euro-style quick coupler allows easy aftermarket changeovers to other style guns. Uh, flux core capable... <laughs> with special order drive rolls uh, over current warning lights uh, when uh, duty cycle has been exceeded. This this sounds like a fantastic welder, uh, and we're hoping to hear more about it from uh, the gentleman from xjtalk.com that purchased this because he was actually chatting it up in the chat room that he had purchased this, telling me to look and see if it had uh, shown up on the list yet of uh, items that we got credit for. Yeah, it sure did. And this, I would have to say, is probably one of, uh, if not the second most expensive item that we have seen popped up on our list. So uh, big thank you to uh, the user, our listener, the fan who, who purchased this great welder through Amazon to help support the podcast. Well, I've got one here out of one of my favorite categories, the automotive category. And this is something that uh, pretty much any Wrangler owner is going to want to re- uh, going to stock up on. Now, this is especially for you uh, TJ and YJ owners out there. This is a set of Infinity Reference 6422 CFP 4x6-inch two-way plate speakers. Now, basically, this is going to replace, this is a two-way speaker, a two-actual speaker design to replace the 4x6 uh, really weak speaker that you have up in the front <laughs> dashes of the uh, of the TJs and the YJs. This is a plus one woofer cone technology, which gives you improved bass response over conventional speaker designs. The edge-driven textile dome tweeter gives outstanding high-frequency performance, and the speakers are designed to be driven with a 2-ohm amplifier or a head unit. This will give you improved bass response and, of course, better volume than a conventional 4-ohm speaker system. Of course, the speakers can also operate at 4-ohms if that's the kind of system you're running. Polypropylene woofer cone for improved bass output and, of course, longevity when exposed to the elements. And the speakers can be driven by a factory deck as well as aftermarket head unit. So regardless of the kind of system you're running, a great option and a perfect upgrade for the front stage of your Jeep Wrangler, either a TJ or YJ. This would definitely bolt into the dash and, uh, and really improve the front end sound of your Jeep. So I noticed this one earlier when I was going through and trying to find items to put into our show notes. And did you notice that it said currently unavailable? Yes, I did. And in fact, I, this has been such a popular mm-hmm. item yeah. that this thing has sold out. So even though we're talking about it, and I had to bring this up because it's definitely relative to our YJ and TJ owners out there. Uh, but uh, but this, this is such a popular item because of its application. <laughs> 
that the, the, the seller has not been able to keep these things in stock. Yeah, so you'll have to keep an eye out for that. And uh, it sounds like a great buy and uh, a great price from Amazon.com. And our next one is the Daystar Black D-Ring or Shackle Isolator Kit. And um, it's $17.02. And you can see it. I don't know. Can you see it right here in the picture? Guess who bought it? I'm um, going to guess somebody that's related <laughs> to the I, show. Yes. Since she's uh, Anyway, so it claims it prevents the rattling and will literally keep you from going insane. It fits the three-quarter inch <laughs> D-ring or shackle. It comes with a limited lifetime warranty, and it instantly stops your passengers, like my mom, from constantly asking, did you hear that? What is that? Did you hear that? <laughs> um, and what it comes with is the isolator, which you can see in the bottom of the D-ring, and then up where it goes into, I'm not even going to make that gesture. Anyway, where the <laughs> screw goes into... To the whole, there are two little washers that put there. And next week on the Jeep Mama review, I will tell you if it did prevent the rattle and if it kept me from going insane and if it will keep my passengers from asking me if, did you hear that? You know, I, I just dawned on me, Josh, Tammy's never had an old Jeep. No, no, she has. <laughs> the rattles and noises that you're going to be hearing in the future <laughs> oh boy are going to get you so used to those noises you'll it, it'll it'll never be a problem ever again uh, other people now will notice it what's going to happen tony is she's just going to end up buying a new jeep every two years exactly <laughs> she's not going to get not going to give it a chance to even break in no she won't because after putting all the aftermarket stuff on and it won't fit the new one she's going to think twice about uh oh, doing boy. it because she doesn't want to buy new doesn't want to move it over and you know how we are about our Jeeps. We get them all set up and, and, and we like them the way we like them. And then, you know, you don't, you just, you just don't want to do it again. I mean, you would if it was like a job, but you just want to keep your favorite Jeep right there next to you. Mm, so yeah. all the people out there who have sold their Jeep uh, and have regretted it are just screaming at their stereos right now. I always warn people, don't do it. Yeah. You'll, don't uh, you'll ever really sell your Jeep. Yeah, although Ever. although uh, Tammy getting rid of that Sahara for a Rubicon yeah. wasn't well, a bad you're idea. If you sell your Jeep for another Jeep, that's allowed. Selling your Jeep to get rid of it, <laughs> that's not allowed. No, definitely not. Well, we really appreciate all you guys thinking of us before. And, and there was a lot more than three items that had been purchased in this last uh, couple of weeks uh, since the last Amazon You Bought What. So thank you to everyone that is going out there. And I don't care if it's a dollar that you're spending on Amazon. If That's you're thinking right. of us, we see it, we notice it, we appreciate it. I think there was a, a book on there. I don't know if you saw it or, or not, Josh, but it said, My Mother the Dog. So <laughs> there's even Dr. <laughs> Zeus books being purchased uh, on Amazon.com and people are thinking of us first. So uh, I'm just hoping that that's not being used in a white panel van cruising uh, schools. So anyway, with that uh, happy thought, uh, this will uh, wrap it up for us tonight. We just found out what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. I just thought about Nikki G's van again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we uh, we've had uh, haven't had a Jeep tips in a, a quite a while, and uh, we certainly haven't heard from Steve four point three LXJ uh, in quite a while. Uh, but this isn't going to be from Steve. This is actually going to be from John pre owner nineteen eighty two that normally does our radio com tech segments. He decided to give us a, a quick Jeep tip tonight, and uh, here we go. This is John pre runner nineteen eighty two with a quick Jeep tip. 
Hopefully I'm not stepping on Steve's toes here, but uh, if you have a 4.0 liter rear main seal repair in your near future, hopefully this will give you a little help when you go to install the upper portion of that seal. First thing to do would be to take a syringe full of dish soap and squirt it up into that channel to help lubricate it. And secondly, yeah, take a soda straw, cut it down to three or four inches, take one end of that straw and cut it at an angle, and then take the short side and slice that open. What you do is you take that straw and you stick it up into the channel to help guide the new seal in there and keeps it from getting caught on the block and messing up that new seal of yours. Now I have included a video that Tony should have been showing while I was talking, but uh, for a good video on YouTube, check out Jeep 4.0 Rear Main Seal Part 1 and Part 2 by Michael Rogers on YouTube. And uh, he uses this trick, that's actually where I got it from, but uh, he also goes into more detail um, in his video of uh, doing the actual repair. So that uh, helped me when I did mine. This is John, pre-runner, 1982, clear. Yeah, so that uh, the seal, the rear main seal will actually come with a little plastic tab type thing, but uh, I used that same uh, straw method uh, on mine, and it uh, it worked out. Uh, the little plastic tab isn't quite as, um, I guess, easy, handy to use. Well, this uh, is just perfect timing because uh, last week you guys saw me bitching, moaning, and complaining about, about part of the... That doesn't sound uh, like you. Not at all. Josh complaining <laughs> about something? Come Josh on, never complains. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in the midst right now of a uh, rear main seal change. And uh, I am just about 10 more bolts away from dropping that oil pan and, and getting to that point of which uh, John's talking about. So a couple good tips there. I knew about the, the dish soap one, about lubing the, the soap up a li- or the, yes. the seal up a little bit before sliding it back into its new home. But uh actually getting some some soap up into that little chamber, up into that recess up in there where the seal resides, that's another good tip too. And of course, making your own tool, if yours didn't come, if your new rear main seal didn't come with an application tool or an installation tool, uh, making one out of a straw is certainly a great idea. I've Definitely. heard of uh, using uh, uh, skewers, you know, wooden skewers from uh, for like shish kebabs, uh, that sort of thing. You don't want to use metal because uh, you can obviously scratch the surface or you can... Uh, you can harm the harm the uh, the actual seal itself, uh, so you want to stay away from that. But uh, the the straw that's a great idea. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I actually saw it on YouTube. Uh, that's how I knew about it. And anytime I'm getting ready to do something on my Jeep, uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to friends. I'll post up on xjtalk.com uh, and also too, I'll look it up on YouTube to see what somebody else has done. So it's it's a it just makes me feel more confident about what I'm doing and giving me a better idea of the time frame I'm looking at and uh, how long it's going to take me to get the job done, which obviously if it's a 30 minute job, I add three hours to it because it always, right. always yes. takes three hours longer than what I anticipate it's going to do. So how we ever got through life without the internet. I just do not. It's, know. it's amazing. And it, it makes you wonder what's coming up. Uh, what, right. what other technologies are going to come up where uh, you don't even have to go and sit down in front of something or pull out your phone and, and pull up the information. You just have instant access to it. So, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty interesting times, and uh, definitely a lot different than whenever I was uh, doing the four wheel drive stuff in my twenties, and uh, all it was was magazines and word of mouth. Yeah. So great tip, thank you very much, John. And uh, as you can see, that you you never know whenever you uh, share information with us here uh, on the Jeep Talk Show when it might be relevant to one of the hosts. So uh, great timing on your part. Heidi ho neighbors!
Oh, this guy again. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I thought we ditched him. Up. Hey, if you weren't in the same place every time, I wouldn't be able to find you. So blame yourself. <laughs> so Tony, what's going on, man? What's happening with your Jeep? You, your your temperature control, your temperature issues are under control. You got some new shoes. Your your front end is all uh, recently bushinged. Uh, got some new bushings and stuff in there. I'd say you're about ready to hit the trails. I need to get uh, that rear brake line uh, installed, the extended brake line that I've had forever. I need to get install that, which isn't a big deal. I just haven't done it. Uh, don't want to go off road and ex- and drop and do some uh, rear end articulation. Pardon me, Tammy, and uh, then have a brake line pop on me. But uh, and then the uh, I need to replace all the uh, U joints in the front drive shaft. So. Yeah, it's getting the, the number. Bad. Have you have you picked up your U joints yet? Oh yeah, I've got uh, got all the U joints. I just have to get my did you uh, go with lazy Spicer? ass out there? Uh, yes, I did. Of course, uh, very. It good. would either very either be Spicer or something better. Uh, and and, yeah, I, there, and there's not much better out there, especially for the money. Uh, right. I always recommend Spicer U joints for for drive shaft rebuilding. And uh, these really can't get a better U joint. <laughs> these are not the uh, the sealed ones. They have uh, fittings, so they are serviceable. Now, see, I like I like the sealed ones for for the axle U joints, uh, but for the drive lines, I prefer the greasable ones. The the, the axle U joints they're they're down lower. You're they're gonna be getting the water and the mud most likely if uh, you have that sort of stuff where you wheel or and or mm-hmm. live. Um, but the axle uh, the axle U joints, eh, not, not quite as much. Did, the, I, uh, the did I say axle? I'm, I'm talking about the. Uh, did I say axle? I meant to say no, I, you uh, drive said shaft. Joint. You, you said you said drive line, uh, and okay. I was talking about Spicer U joints and and using them both on axle and uh, drive. Oh line yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, placements. I yeah. think you could do the serviceable ones on the axle, but you'd have to use a different type fitting because it might bind up uh, with the uh, the little nipple that you have in there. But they have they make the really small nipples uh, right. where you have to have the the needle uh, uh, adapter for the grease gun. Uh, Those but, things suck, oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But I've got one, and I and I can never use it without emptying half my grease tube all over the place. Well, I used to have that problem when I was younger. So uh, <laughs> I was waiting for something. You I know swear. what? When like, we were talking about the internet earlier and how cool it is, uh-huh. I didn't even have to ask you guys. I didn't know what a U joint was. I just looked it up on the See, internet right now. That's the secret. That's the yeah. secret. You act like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and you're typing yeah, okay, away. Yeah. One of those That's U-joint what you guys are doing. Things. You just pretend like you know all this stuff. You're just looking it up on the internet. There you go. I That's, got it. Shh. Don't, don't pull back anybody. too much of the curtain. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, it's it's great driving on the uh, the new tires. Uh, uh, BF Goodrich uh, 33, 12 and a half by 15s, uh, KM2 mud and uh, I I am going to make sure that I rotate these things properly. Uh, I'm going to be watching them for cupping. I mean, with the the uh, Bilstein uh, shocks that I have on the front end with the uh, Synergy uh, ball joints, <laughs> with the uh, uh, Rubicon Express uh, uh, upper control arm bushings, new bushings, and the uh, Iron Man Andy adjustable control arms. Damn it, these tires shouldn't start cupping. If they start cupping, uh, there may be a fire. I'm just telling you. I'm just <laughs> warning you ahead Lots of time. Of bullets. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, obviously the 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 heating problem hasn't been solved, but it's been understood. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the cooler temperatures and I'm hoping, uh, real soon to, uh, head up to, uh, the, uh, um, well, central Texas, uh, area Aggie land 
and uh, meet up with uh, uh, Dean Murray and go off-roading in his uh, beautiful red Jeep, which, you know, all Jeeps, uh, all red Jeeps are beautiful, aren't they, uh, Josh? Yeah, well, yeah, I think you have a sound bite that says it best. Ooh, red Jeeps are sexy. Uh. Well, hey, I'm going to be spending a weekend in my garage. Um, I've got uh, Watch out for the spiders. I've got a weekend of Jeep repairs to continue. Obviously, I'll, I'll be doing my rear main seal. Uh, I'll be finishing that up this weekend as well. Um, got uh, a lot of other stuff that I wanted to get accomplished done. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, the major mechanical stuff that I'm working on now is top of the list. And once I once I get this all buttoned up and uh, and take the Jeep for a little bit of a shakedown run uh, and verify that I don't have any leaks or any other surprises or anything like that, then it's on to some of the other stuff like the uh, like some of the armor that I have to put on, uh, doing uh, replacing some shocks, getting around to installing the uh, the new sunroof control module that I built like a year ago. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so a lot of these other little projects that have uh, just kind of been sitting around and stuff, those are going to take uh, center stage as soon as the major mechanical stuff is done. So I can't remember. Did you do the uh, the oil filter O rings, or is that left? Uh, yeah, on the- I did. Oh, and you know what else? So I, you guys heard me uh, whine, bitch, and complain. Uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before that I spent over three and a half hours looking for the O rings that I had bought like a oh, year yeah. prior. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. found them. And, and the seven dollar bag of O rings that that I ended up having to rebuy for twice as much from the same dealership a wow. year later, oh, no. almost to the day from when I bought them, uh, found them in the bottom of my toolbox underneath a drawer. I had dropped a screwdriver off my bench. I, I had uh, I picked it up and, and went to go put it into the drawer in which it belongs and, uh, and noticed that the drawer wasn't coming out all the way. So the drawer underneath of it had to come out and I'm pushing stuff down. And, and, uh, and I noticed that down below, underneath and all the way in the back, was a little baggy, and uh, I was like, "What? I don't. You know, what's what's that? I you know, reach back in there, barely get two fingers on it, pull it out. Lo and behold, three very familiar O rings. So you you must have said the words, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> I think there were a lot uh, of things that were uttered else. and yelled and and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> they are hanging prominently on my pegboard now, and uh, they will most likely end up finding a home. To another jeeper, uh, which uh, which uh, is going to make use of these. So I obviously have replaced the ones that uh, that I bought, uh, and uh, and those have been installed. I actually I took a lot of pictures, and this weekend I promise, guys, I will have a bunch more updates to the build thread over at xjtalk.com, and you guys can see all the pictures and some extra tips that I'll be sharing with you guys as well to maybe help uh, help your project if you guys are doing some of the same stuff that I've been doing lately go a little bit smoother. So what what kind of condition were the O-rings that you pulled off the uh, off the the filter adapter? Oh, were they smashed, flat? crushed, mm-hmm. uh square, yeah. angular. Yes. Um <laughs> very brittle and hard a- as well. I-, I would say that they were long since overdue uh for being replaced, especially the larger one. The larger one which uh sees the most surface area and is ga- engaged right up against the block. Um, that is, uh, that one itself is, is I think the one that looked the worst. So, uh, you had how many miles on your engine? Uh, let's say just under 250. Okay. So would you, would you recommend, uh, as far as the, the how difficulty, I mean, certainly the cost of the O-rings isn't, isn't much, even at the $12, how often would you, uh, recommend people change those things out? I mean, you waited 250,000 miles. Would you do it sooner? 
Well, look, the only reason I didn't do it sooner is, uh, frankly, because I, I was a little bit lazy. This had been had really been seeping for quite a while. I, I didn't really want to bother with it because ah, it's not that big of a leak. Same mm -hmm. thing with my rear main seal. Ah, it's not that really big of a leak. It's not leaving any oil in the driveway. It doesn't leave a spot in the garage um, until recently. And it was, it was after the last couple wheeling trips back at last November that I started seeing after about two or three days, one or two drops on the garage floor. All right, now it's a leak. Right. And, and so that, that, at that point, I had to take care of it. Well, here's the problem with doing what I just did, is that by the time time has passed, you end up with, you know, maybe a year's worth of seepage. Just Although it's not leaking, it's seeping. Yeah, and it's all that seeping inside. produces oil that kind of coats the surfaces of the parts around it. And those that oil that that gets sticky and collects dust and road grime and grit and whatever stuff is coming off the trail or roads that you drive. And that creates this crust and this gunk that just collects over everything and it gets in the way of you doing a job easily. Yeah. You now you gotta spend time cleaning, things get slippery, they get gritty, they get grimy, things don't work right, tools don't fit where they're supposed to, and it's just a pain in the butt. So uh, if you see any amount of leakage, any amount of seepage at all, whether it be from the oil filter adapter or whether it be from the rear main seal, don't wait, guys. Take care of it sooner than later. Trust me, it'll be in your best interest, not only for the Jeep, but also for the sake of the project that you're about to tackle. Well, Tammy, uh, you've done some things with your Jeep, uh, and I'm frankly surprised that you've, uh, this is probably the first time you've done this, right? I didn't really do it. Well, had it done, done it yourself. Lies! It Lies! <laughs> I did. Now, I, um, next weekend, I'm going to go off-roading on a monthly trail ride. So I thought, you know, I better get my Jeep ready. And I last week, we were talking about rotating the tires. And that's when it dawned on me that I didn't, the, when I went to get my oil changed and the tires rotated, yes, I do not do my own oil yet. Or my own tires. Anyway, well, you probably I have, realized you probably that have I vouchers didn't. from the dealership or something where the you've got a service package. Still oh, on she that, does. Yes. She just yes. smiles at them and uh, twirls her hair, and they do it anyway. <laughs> I have four. I have four free oil changes left. Um, so I went up there and I so I got my fifth wheel in the rotation finally, and I said, "Is it okay?" Even then, though I didn't do it that first time, they're like, "Oh yeah, no problem," because I have such low mile mileage. So I had my tires rotated and the oil changed and then next week i'll be getting everything else ready um to hit the trails excellent and i'm really excited yeah and, now you uh, said you said something about a monthly jeep run is this through a local club is this uh what is this how, how do you know about this um it's roush creek um they do monthly well they have their 101 class they have their 201 class and then they also do monthly guided trail rides where you have to sign uh -huh. up and they like hire out a trail guide, but you have to have at least five Jeeps sign up. I don't have oh, to. Oh, okay. But anyway, five people have to sign up. If they have more, they get more um, guides. And it's just the green trails that they guide you on, which are the, you know, the easy trails. So I was the fifth person to sign up, and I have no idea who I'm wheeling with. Um, just go up there and have a good time. We need to change that, Tammy. We need to get some of the XG Talk Show listeners that are up in your area joining up with you for this monthly trail ride. I'm sure there's some people well, out there. I, w I would love for them. They can still sign up. It's um, gonna. I'm gonna be going up the, um, September 26th. They do it the last 
Saturday of every month, they do these monthly trail rides. And oh, this month, I just happened, it happened to work out with my schedule. In the past, it hadn't. So if people would like to get in touch with you to sign up and maybe meet you up there at Rosh Creek, how can they contact you? Um, just through my blog, jeepmama.com, on the side of the page, there's a contact um, little form they can fill out and send me an email. So get out there with Tammy and go off-roading and... Uh, Maybe we can get some selfies of you guys to uh, stand next to her Jeep and her, her big-ass uh, Jeep Talk Show sticker. And, I thought uh, you were going to call say my big ass. Jeez. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. There's no way that possibly could have ended well. <laughs> oh, ended well. I get it. That's, a, that's another uh, pun. So, uh, excellent. Well, great, uh, Tammy. That sounds like a lot of fun. And, uh, well, we look forward to hearing more about what's going on with your off-roading adventures. And speaking of off-roading adventures, uh, we've got some wheeling where to talk about tonight, Josh. Oh, there are some adventures. And I got to, before we get into this, guys, I got to say a big, big, huge I'm sorry uh, to the Long Island Jeeps at the beach for Wounded Warriors and 9-11. These guys reached out to us last week, and I thought that the, uh, that the email they sent uh, was about another show. And so I did not get this particular event out in time. So this oh. is an event that is going on for our live listeners this weekend, for those of you listening to the podcast, it's last weekend. Big, big apology to those guys over there. This is happening Sunday, September 20th, rain or shine. This is how much this means to these people, guys. Shinnecock Indian Outpost, Southampton, New York. For, uh, for more information, head over to their Facebook page. Uh, just do a quick search for Long Island Jeeps at the Beach for Wounded Warriors and 9-11. We will have a link to that Facebook page on our show notes up on jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, we also have heading over on, oh, let's see, Friday through Saturday, October 2nd through the 3rd, the Mega Truck Series. Well, now that the We Rock and Dirt Riot weekend has passed and been a huge success, we got to start focus 100%. Get all that attention over for readying ourselves for some Mega Truck Madness. Arbuckle Off-Road Park, Mill Creek, Oklahoma. For more information, head to arbuckleoffroadpark.com. And NorCal Jeepers are making a run to Bar Barrett Lake. Well, now that we rock, well, uh, th this is an event, guys, that actually Steve 4.3 LXJ is going to be uh, heading up on. So if you want to meet Steve himself, you can uh, do that Monday and Tuesday, September 28th through the 29th. This is a very popular trail, the Barrett Lake Trail, that was just reopened south of the Rubicon. It's on par with the Rubicon in difficulty. The trail is four miles long, and they'll spend Monday night at the lake. At least one locker is required, recovery points, and of course, a little bit of ground clearance would be a good idea. We will have a link for that event as well in the show notes. Don't forget Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling. If you pack it in, pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you've got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, or even a fundraiser. Or if it's a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by sending us a huge by sending us an email uh, or sending gifts, giving us a call or sending us an email to newstips at jeeptalkshow.com. Yeah, I was just going to mention that again. Remember, two or three weeks notification on uh, uh, these wheeling events will be really good. We do the live show on Thursday, but the, the audio-only podcast doesn't come out till Monday. So keep that in mind whenever you're giving us this information because we really want to get this information out to people. 
Uh, even though we release on Monday, the we have at least uh, 100 downloads a day for the entire week. Uh, we got a big, bo- a, a big download on Monday, of course, but there's at least 100 people a day that are downloading the show. So we need to have that time so we can get the word out for your event. So really, two or three weeks ahead, lead time is going to be better uh, for you guys. And of course, Jeepers, we know you're making purchases all the time. We see it on our Amazon You Bought What every other week. Next time you guys order your Jeep parts, ask the business if they know about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Let them know about how much you enjoy the podcast. And if you're buying a product or service from a vendor because of a review or discussion you heard here on the show, let that vendor know. And if they don't already know about the show, be sure and tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Yeah. And, you know, if they're not playing the Jeep Talk Show over their speakers, tell them that you're not as motivated to buy things. That you would be a lot more, <laughs> you would be a lot more motivated if you were laughing, having that Jeep information, and you know if it's a a, a multi a multi vendor shop, you know with a Fords and Chevys, all the better with uh, hearing Jeep talk all the time, right? <laughs> That's right, guys. Every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central, JeepTalkShow.com. We'll see you back here next week. Don't forget about Tammy and her JeepMama dot uh, blog. I always want to say forum now because she just rolls her eyes. Uh, what's that uh, that uh, that uh, forum again? Uh, <laughs> did it? <laughs> did it anyway? What's that uh, website address, uh, Tammy? www.jeepmama.com. You guys have a great Jeep week.